Welcome to the Transform Sales Podcast, where forward-thinking business leaders come to share their experiences and ideas, learn from each other, and amplify their results together. Thank you, everybody. Welcome, you guys, to Transform Sales Podcast, where forward-thinking business leaders share their experiences and ideas. Jack, how are you doing today, man? I'm good. How are you? Can't, can't be better, Jack. So I, I, I appreciate you coming on board. Um, we, I mean, we, we've known each other for four years, and I think we're always talking marketing and sales. Before I get going, quick question for you, man. What would, what would be a random fact about yourself that nobody would know um, from all the amazing posts you put on LinkedIn? What's, what's a, little, a little secret fact about Jack that you could share with everybody? Huh, that's interesting. I don't, I'm not, I've not become, I've become not a very interesting person. <laughs> yeah, one thing. <laughs> um, well, today I've been married for seven years, my seven year anniversary, and I'm a diehard Chelsea fan. There you go. I like that. I saw your, your, I saw your anniversary post, which I like, um, question for you, man. So you, you know, you started your career at, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Acton. It was, it was a a platform, right? A marketing platform. Got it correct. So I think you've seen, right. The beginning of all of this marketing automation and how marketing is transformed. Right. I saw a post on Facebook that kind of, it kind of impacted me because, it kind of showed how the scope of a marketer is changing, right? It's not, it's not even anymore about how many MQLs or leads we get in. It's how many views, how many likes, how many comments, and it's getting harder and harder to measure. What's, what has been the biggest change in the last five years when it comes to um, your industry and, 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 you know, how it's measured? Wow. So I just think there's so many things that we, we're measured on now, right? From a marketing perspective, like, you know, it seems like it used to be when I, when I started the U.S. division of uh, creation agency about what, five years ago, like everybody was about leads. It was like, you know, that was it leads. That's all people talked about like leads and, you know, sales qualified leads, marketing qualified leads. And now it's so much more, right. It's more about like mind share. And, you know, we have you know more clients than ever that are like, Hey, we need to, we need to drive engagement. Like our competitors are like, you know, they're just killing us right now on LinkedIn. They're, you know, we need to figure out how to get our employees more involved, right? Like it's not, you know, it used to be you marketed from the brand and like the brand was like what your objective was, like blow up the brand. And now it's like, how do we do all these other things? Like personal brands. How do we blow up the person who works for the brand? Yeah. Like how do we make the CEO big now? Like how do we have make the CEO have a big audience? Like how do we get the employees to advocate for this? How do we, you know, so many more tactics and, um, you know, leads is just like a really small percentage now of what people complain about, because we all know that you can stuff leads and, you know, but how much more impactful is it to do an ABM strategy where you're going after a few targeted accounts where they have been touched by the CEO, they've been touched by the salesperson, they've gone to a webinar, they've gone through this, now they've gone through and requested a demo. There's so many layers to it. It's just, it's getting just, yeah, it's getting it's getting crazy, right? And, and everybody, you know, for the most part, including Cloud Task has been seller focused, right? Do, do you, at, at Creation, did you see a change where your marketing efforts are becoming more more buyer focused? Um, I just see like you know, sales is wanting is leaning on marketing more now, right? So like, sales teams are so much more of um, relying on brand. I mean, I think here's one of the biggest things, right? So where a lot of companies don't think about. So from a sales perspective, you can do all the outbound in the world, 
But if your marketing team is, is, it's not about feeding your marketing team leads, in my opinion, it's about feeding your, your sales team brand awareness so that when your sales team is doing outbound, that at least when they do get somebody on the phone, the person goes, oh yeah, I see you guys. I know who you guys are. Like I've interacted with your CEO before I've, you know, oh, by the way, I read what your VP of marketing put out. Like it's more about like setting your salespeople up for success when they actually get on the phone through brand recognition and awareness. Because at, you're like, it, it's hard enough to do cold outbound, whether it's email or cold calling or whatever it is. I mean, you can attest to this, but it's even, it's 10 times harder when nobody knows who the hell you are, right? So um, I think that there's, you know, a big, and this is nothing new, but I think it's getting bigger just with all the noise is if you're in a competitive category, like sales engagement or, you know, conversation intelligence or whatever that is, right? They're all getting so crowded. You just got to be able to give your sales team enough uh, touches to be able for, for people to be able to say, okay, at least I've, I've heard of you guys. I'll give you a shot. Um, because with, especially with like G2 and all these other ones, the only people that are getting a shot right now is if you're in the top three of the category. If you're not in the top three and you have no brand awareness, like you're going to, the best job out of the world could be really tough for you. I couldn't agree more um, with, with what you said, because I've seen it and I've seen it in every different, I've seen it in all different forms. I've seen companies that have gone to hundred million without any outbound, right? And I've seen companies that have gone to X with only outbound, but you, you know, you made a good point about brand building. And, and this is interesting that you brought this up because I think it's also a gap where, you know, what happens, you know, especially with our case, you know, when we would join a team with SDRs, right. There would be, there's kind of a black hole in data, right. Where companies don't really have a visibility on, on, and these are basic, right. Like awareness, consideration, decision, right. They don't know where that lead base is in that journey. They have some ideas they can guess, but they don't really know. They don't know that this, you know, they're not tracking it the right way, right? And it's it's marketing's job, in my opinion, is to create that awareness first, right? With the ability to jump into consideration decision based on on the, you know, on the marketing effort where it's like, oh, if you are ready to scale up your team, click here, right? But just giving away information. And you can achieve that with, with well-written marketing, right? Where you kind of give people the option to tell you where they are. But what companies try to do is they try to get an ROI on everything. And I think it kills them, right? I don't know if you've ever seen this, but their revenue is growing. Their profit margins are growing, but they're trying to really actually dive down onto everything. And if it doesn't have this crystal clear ROI, the CEO is cutting, right? And, and it's crazy because they, they don't even know they're cutting, right? Like I, I'm fortunate to have no VC money, right? I could beat to my own drum. I was on a podcast with John Bowers like this. I tracked back one of our largest clients and it came from somebody, a competitor listening to me on a podcast, right? But if somebody was charging me 10K a month for podcast service, right? And they were trying to get an ROI on that. They would have no way of knowing or tracking. And that company that was helping me would be fired, even though they brought me a seven figure deal, right? So do you kind of, I'm almost like making statements because I feel I'm like, I'm like almost aware of what's going on, but it's almost as if people are demanding more with shorter attention spans, right? And they're like, and that's, and I, and I, I know who you work with. And I, I know that my biggest thing about creation agencies is like, I just see that you have the same clients forever, right? Uh, which is awesome. Do you think that all of this change is creating people where they know they need something new, but they're just too impatient to wait to, to see the results or they're measuring the wrong things? 
Um, so this is a tough question. I mean, every client's a little bit different that we work with, but I would say that most the, the CMOs and VPs of marketing that know what they're doing, they understand the correlation of things they can't track and how those are impacting the business, right? So, you know, you, you're the, the, the 1100 video views that you got on some type of piece of content that you worked really, really hard on to convey a certain message to a, to a certain buyer, like you can't track that back in most cases to say that this had impact on why they went and booked a demo or this did this. But I think what you, back to what you're saying is you can track certain things and certain things do matter, but you can't track everything and marketing. Like you have to understand that there is a, there is an element of dark black hole money, right? Like you are going to throw money away and not be able to track it back, but good intuitive marketing leaders, they know when to not cut something and that it's having impact that that's not, there's no attribution to. I mean, what you're going to see right now is the paid media, right? Um, Apple just took away the whole capability of tracking pixels, right? Like Facebook ads, you can no longer, uh, I don't know if it, it was starts today or it's, it's coming next week or two. Apple is, you will no longer be able to track pixels unless people opt in. How many people are going to opt in? Like nobody, right? So paid media is going to be, is soon to be a dead, dead thing, right? I mean, you cannot track website visitors. You can't retarget. You can, you're not going to be able to do a lot of the things that used to work. Like you're going to have to have good marketing and you're also going to have to understand that there's going to be many things that can't be tracked. Paid media was one of the, is one of the few things right now that you can actually track no more. Like they're taking a lot of the capabilities away to even track attribution. Do you think that all these changes are also kind of leading towards a buyer first model, right? Where we have, we're at the mercy of just helping, helping, listening and helping and, and, and building a product or service that wins by solving problems, doesn't win by marketing and or firepower, but wins by just actual, you know, solving an issue and, and, and being the right piece. Is that the direction we're going? I mean, I think the whole customer first thing is just buzzword. Uh, I mean, every company is about revenue first, like that's how they stay in business. So, you know, you can't, you get like, yes, you have to build your product with the customer in mind. You have to build your marketing, but I mean, you have to do things that are scalable, right? Like I think if you were customer first, you would, everything would be one-to-one, right? Because if it was really just about the customer. Well, let's dive deeper than that because you know, everyone's obviously definition of buyer first is a little different. There are buzzwords, right? Um, You know, for, for me and for a company like yours, I would put buyer first as in like a company has the budget, they're ready to buy from you, but you actually say no, right? Because they're not a perfect fit and you know that they might slow down your, your operations. They might be causing, they might, by not being buyer first and by being revenue first, they're, the wrong, they're actually impeding growth, right? I look at where we got to as CloudTask and I realized that we've grown on the wrong clients the whole time, right? Uh, essentially wrong as in just not the right phase of their business model, right? Yeah, I just see so many marketing teams, especially that are like buyers first and sales teams, like companies are like buyer first, buyer first. Well, to be fair, like if you're a buyer first, just in my opinion, you wouldn't cold call me because I hate being interrupted during my day. You've already pissed me off, right? Like, so if I was buyer first, I'd have a sales team that never cold called, right? Like we just invested a ton of money in the right inbound strategies so like, you know, I guess if I'm giving you like a, an 
alternate argument, right? Like I hate being cold called. Like it's like my number I one. Too, but I, I hate it. I hate it. Like I hate it. I hate it. But I know it's necessary evil. And I've been in sales for I was in sales for many years. I own a business now. I know you have to like, you know, that's how young companies, you know, especially good companies that are aggressive, that's how they get people in the funnel. Get it. But I mean, it's even like marketing, like if your whole marketing strategy is to brag about yourself because you were on G2 and you know, all these, like, that's not a buyer first marketing strategy. I bring it back to what did marketers want two years ago? And you were like SQL, MQL, right? They wanted leads, right? Yeah. They didn't want, they didn't necessarily ask you for information, right? Um, you know, what does the future look like when people are investing in ads that ask questions that are, that are less about 15 minute meetings and more about, you know, are you currently working with a marketing industry? And if so, did you find one that specializes in industry? Like, like more of like marketing ads that actually are collecting intent versus actual SQLs. And would that tend to be more valuable to the company than the actual SQL? Um, so this is another problem that we have, right? Like, so I, I don't know what the data is, what 5% of people that, salespeople talk to will actually be ready to buy and buy right now or yeah. to buy. So like, you know, this is the struggle we have in marketing. You're talking 95% of the people in your market are not ready to buy what you have to offer. Right. So you have to figure out and identify those 5% first. Cause that's your, your job, right. As marketers is how do we find the 5% that are ready to buy right now? Right. Because we got to get those over our sales. They'll be ready to buy dominoes of five ninety nine a pie. Right. And that's why they always run TV ads. That's like, yeah. I, I need food three times a day, but not, yeah. not, not B2B SaaS products. And, and yeah, not B2B SaaS products. And also uh, B2B SaaS products are, um, if they're not like, you know, low monthly recurring and they're actually like, you know, we all know this, I'm not going to beat a dead horse, but more people are involved in the decision now. It takes a lot longer. So like, you know, contracts are getting longer, right? Like you're not fighting one year contracts anymore. You're fighting three year contracts with a lot of SaaS products now, which is another problem for marketers. Because now you have to figure out, okay, over the next three months from an ABM strategy, we want this company because they can give us X amount of market share, but they're stuck in a two and a half years worth of contract. So for the next two and a half years, we have to market to these people, right? Mm-hmm. I have to use my budget because I have to get these people primed and ready to the point where in the next two and a half years, they make, they'll at least give us consideration, right? Um, there's just, there's so many moving parts to like, who the hell you should be marketing to? What should you be saying to them? Where are they in the stages? Because that's getting more complicated. What channel should we be reaching out to them on, right? It's not like just email. Now it's like, where are they active on? Who are the major decision makers inside of the deal now that we have to market to? Because now marketing's got to identify six to eight people that they have to market to versus, you know, two back in the day. What, what is the biggest digital transformation that your company has gone through yourselves? Is there something, you know, that has changed over the last 24 months or, or, you know, sped up by COVID that just, Hey, I saw this coming and now it's coming. It it came faster than ever. Um, no, I think, you know, we've, my, our company has been remote for five and a half years. So like the remote thing, like all this stuff that's hit us, I think it's, we were kind of prepared for it because we were kind of set up for it. Um, I'll tell you what I'm, what I think is this personal branding 
influencer kind of wave that we're in right now is uh, is what I don't think a lot of people are prepared for, like especially B2B, like getting to the point where if you want to get the attention of your buyers, it's going to be really hard to do it from the brand standpoint. And if you don't have personal brands inside of your organization that you can leverage to get in front of the right people, like you're going to have to go out and pay B2B influencers. I think that's a big change that's happening right now. I think so too. And I appreciate you saying that because it's definitely happening and it's definitely going to come. I'm like, right. I don't want to sound bad, but if, if uh, uh, all these people could just dance on TikTok, the same dance, which does nothing for me, helps in no <laughs> way, teaches me nothing. And you're talking about, I can't even tell you how much time is wasted from humans doing this stuff. Right. Then what's the power of somebody who actually has an audience of buyers, right. Versus an yeah. audience of, of, of creepy people just creeping you out. I think this is the future of marketing. And then, and then, and then not, it's not even that it's the future. I think it's like a new module. I'm like, you kind of just said it, right. You're almost like tracking ads, is kind of going away. Apple's getting that mess. And then the next pivot is almost like, well, what about tracking results from influencers? Right. Yeah. Let's I think it's going to, I think it's going to be the way, I mean, we're seeing it in the data, right? So if we market straight from the brand for a webinar, for example, you'll get X amount of signups. If we get um, somebody outside of this to not, you know, to come on the pod or come on the webinar, that has a following, whether it's a micro, like these are micro influencers. I'm not talking about people that have hundreds of thousands of followers. I'm talking about like somebody on on LinkedIn that spent some time curating content. They talk about a certain subject and they've got 5,000 of the same ICP in the same space. And when they talk, they get, you know, 150 people sign up for a webinar, right? The numbers of that person and the, the correlation of the number of people that attend the webinar and sign up for it without influencer, influence with promo is like night and day, but you, you have to figure out who these people are. And a lot of them don't even want to be paid, right? They would rather just do some content collaboration because we're at that, we're at that spot right now where B2B influencers don't really understand how to monetize or that they're monetizable, but it's getting close to where, you know, they're starting to get it right. These guys that are getting hundreds, thousands of likes, you know, like Morgan Ingram, he's a great example, right? I definitely agree with you that, there's a lot of future in influencer marketing in B2B. Um, I think we have some time to go, right? Sometimes I think I, I see it increasing really big in the next 24 months. I know that there's a lot of uh, channel and partner software out there that's starting to make marketplaces. You know, we're, we're yet to see who the leader is in that space. But, you know, I look at someone like you, Jack, and I could, you know, you've been very helpful my whole career. You've been sharing information your whole career, right? Um, but you've been also at the same time really highly focused on, on your clients and, and their success. And I think there'll become a point where you could start sharing and helping where it actually also influences your client success. And you can kind of get into that space. And that's the space I'm trying to get into um, where we're just actually helping people. Right. And, and our perfect ICPs come to us because they have so much information. You know, I, I would say that, you know, if a company talks to cloud task comes to talks to creation agency. They're probably talking to three or four other companies at the same time as they should. Right. So it makes sense probably to like talk about your colleagues and say, Hey, if you're, you know, checking on someone, I refer these people. Um, you know, I don't think we're there yet, but I think we'll get to the point where we're, we're all, you know, helping each other and getting the ICPs. Now the companies that won't be doing that, obviously are the ones that raise money and just really have to focus on revenue. Um, but I'm a, I'm a firm believer that we're, we're going to see some big change. I know that you guys are already remote, so that didn't really affect you guys big time. Um, 
you know, there's a lot more that, that's going to happen next few months. I'm going to get you back on the show and we're going to talk about some changes. I got grin up. I'm going to start looking for the B2B version of this because I even remember there was a software that kind of showed your valuation for post. Um, do you, what was the name of that? Do you remember? Um, I'll find it. Uh, I can't remember it now. Find it. But I think soon LinkedIn will start playing nice with its APIs versus, you know, being this monster of, I uh, will send you a cease and desist order. I think that's going to open up a lot of new opportunities for us to help people generate right sales. But this has been great. I'm going to let you go. Uh, anybody who wants to reach out to you, how, how's the best way to find you? Is it Facebook, LinkedIn? LinkedIn. I, don't I chat with you. Yeah. Hit me up. All right, Jack. I'll let you go, man. Thank you for being on the show, man. Have a good one. All right, you too.